any chance that you can have anywhere close to a full squad either Thursday or going into the tournament? I don't. I don't know. Uh, you know, PJ hasn't been feeling well. Noah, you know, his knee. Um, so I. That's that's going to be too de- to be determined. You know, we'll see today if uh, if PJ practices or not. But he's been out. Just how does that fundamentally change what you want to do? Because obviously you've wanted to press a little I, bit. Well, I think the biggest thing is is uh, you know the two young guys have, have you know they've been a little inconsistent, but they're very aggressive and good. Just be nice to have another you know to, to be able to you know uh, teach by you know substitutions and bringing guys out, talking to them, those types of things. But it's also a great experience for them. Um, um, Got to learn sometimes the hard way, but uh, they've been doing a really good job. Just the consistency there, but normal freshman stuff. How can you then, uh, if you, if you are shorthanded, how can you get Cole back to going? Uh, these past five games for him have just really not been good. Yeah, and you know what? Um, he, uh, you know, it's 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 you know, you have a season where you where at thirty games in, you get thirty one regular season games, and you you know, you, he's been very consistent for the most part, and he's just going through a little. You know, tough spell that happens. Um, we got to do a better job of trying to get him shots. Um, sometimes when you play the two younger guards and we're small, uh, you need a little bit bigger of a presence in the back line. Um, and so that rebounding part where Jamal Bay's been a little bit more aggressive, he's been playing well. But I think Cole's, you know, he's due. You know, he's a confident kid. Um, you know, he's had some good games and we need him to knock down some three pointers. We just become different all around. It helps everybody. And, uh, you know, just keep giving them confidence, keep telling them to keep shooting them up and uh, just find good ones. Is it anything that he's not doing or is he getting good looks? Or? I think he is. I think sometimes he's just pressing a little bit. Um, you know, uh, you know, he was, you know, the last game he played 26 minutes, sometimes in and out based on the game, uh, where before it was more just consistent minutes. But, uh, you know, he's... He's had some good practices, and that's where you kind of determine, you know, just get your confidence, let it fly, and, and get some reps. And now we're home. So uh, hopefully he'll he'll uh, be at his best. You know, it's uh, – and then obviously it's the last regular season game, and given his struggles, I mean, is it – do you make any changes in the lineup and put, like – like corn in there or no I th- you just go with it uh, he's he's you know Cole's been our starter all year um, he's had some great games he's had you know he's just having a he's have a little rough patch but we need him you know to be that team uh, to you know play to our best we need him he's our best three-point shooter uh, when he's open um, he's he's lethal we need that for sure I can't remember a time where he's had to literally kind of shoot his way out of a slump yeah How, is that something new for him is he is is he having to struggle with a piece that hasn't been there before? I, I think a lot of times, too, how he's being defended. I mean, they're literally staying connected to him. Usually when you run ball screen, teams help off. They're not leaving him. So it's a little bit more difficult. But now you've got to be a little bit more creative. We've got to find him in transition. We've got two dynamic young guards that can really push the ball, and, and you know we need to be able to find Cole uh, in transition, find Braxton uh, in early post-ups, and, and that's part of the learning process for the two young guys uh, because they have that ability. And uh, um, I think, you know, in the half court, it's tough because the way they guard Cole, even in our set plays, uh, they've just defended it a little bit differently. Um, so, you know, you got to look for, for opportunities in transition, um, got to get better ball movement, um, all those things that happen. But. He, he's had that aspect where, like Jamal, he has been able to sometimes defer 
maybe ball fake or whatever and get yeah. to the hole, be aggressive that yeah. way. When you're on the sidelines and you're talking to him and he, maybe he's slumped a little bit from outside, do you ask him to maybe think about other ways to score or do you just say, look, you're a good shooter, confident guy? I think, I think that, you know, you, you got you to keep shooting. Obviously, you don't want him to, if he's not confident to shoot it, because it calls a confident player. I think the biggest thing that, you know, when we talk about his development, using the pump fakes more. You know, he has been good on single line drives, you know, one dribble, two dribble right to the basket. Um, you know, guys that are shooters, it's always good to get fouled to go to the foul line and see it, see him be, uh, see the ball go in a couple times. So I think those, like anybody, just takes one. Um, and, uh, you know, but Cole's, Cole's a confident guy. We, we know he's, he's going to be a, a, you know, make some shots. We just I think we got to do a better job. We got to do a better job of trying to get him opportunities. And that's all of us. That's the coaching staff with plays. That's, Guys that are around him. That's Keon Brooks and Braxton. When you get double teamed, he's a weapon, and we got to use him. Is the uh, the next evolution for Keon Minifield to be able to impact the game when he's not scoring? If he if he like doesn't have that shot going, I think so. I mean, the, the reason why he's our our you know starting point guard is you know I haven't looked recently at the numbers, but in terms of uh, assist to turnover ratio. He's got the best one on our team, and that's kind of been the Achilles heel or, or unforced turnovers. And so, yes, he has the ability to do it. Um, I think both him and Corn have the ability to make everybody around them better. They also have the ability to score, but they have to think when they're running the team and they've got the ball, they've got to get us organized, get us into a set. Um, they've got to find others. And then last resort, when they're not scoring, then look for your opportunities. And that's part of the maturation process for young guards. Braxton Mayo looks like he really wants to take another kind of shot other than a dunk. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, in the last couple of games, it looks like he's been just really itching to back in on somebody, maybe skyhook over him mm -hmm. or, or, or just shoot a jumper over yep. him. What, what do you got to do to get him comfortable there? I just think I think it's like anything. It's it's uh, you know he's more comfortable, like you said, like he's going up and under and getting it close to the basket and dunking. I think he has a good – He actually, he's very good going to his left. You know, he likes to go off his left shoulder and spin back, you know, go to the right and come back to his left. But I think it's all all comfort. I think he shot one in the last game. It's just – it's one of those things that you just got to keep developing. But if you can get a dunk, take the dunk. It's the highest percentage shot. I think he's second in the country in field goal percentage. Um, and that's a good thing. I think the development, like you said, the, like the right-hand half hook, left-hand half hook, because people are just barreling them out. Um, one of his strengths that we've seen that we love about him, and when he's off, when he's off a little bit further out, when he passes it out and runs into a ball screen, uh, it, we become dynamic. It allows our guards to get into the paint, and as anybody knows, you know, getting in the paint on penetration or post ups is an advantage. It forces defenses to collapse. So we've just got to keep improving in those areas. I was going to say, it, it looks like defenses are sloughing off him a little bit more so they can protect the rim. Yeah, yeah. Values, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially on the two-man yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, But one thing I've noticed is especially when they try to front him. Yeah. It looks like, I mean, it just looks like the C is behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how much have you had to really harp on your guys in the perimeter to get him the ball? Because it just, it seems like they're really deferring. I think a lot of the, the, <laughs> the lost art in basketball is being confident post passers. You know, that's, it was like we finally got it. And then uh, one of our guards, you know, usually in post up, you know, uh, I played with a great player named Derek Coleman. And Derek would be like, pass me the ball. <laughs> and Coach Bam would be like, reverse it, because there was a weak side defender sitting down there, like they're collapsing. 
And so you know you're, you're, you 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 got to move it, you got to move it, and then you got to you got to make it. But you got to be a confident post passer is what I'm trying to say. And a lot of times, like we threw it away, he scored like three or four possessions in a row. That was the one thing that was working against Stanford when we cut it to five. And then we we tried to throw it on the weak. And you know the the real read is the weak side defender. Uh, so and we got it stolen. They went down there. They made a three. And so I think it's it's one of those things where you know we've got to do a better job of getting these guys more comfortable. It's not something overnight where you know it's it's like okay, I'm going to be a comfortable post passer because this is what you worked on. It's you got to be a triple threat. You got a ball fake. If you don't have, you got to reverse it really quick and play around that. One of our things that one, one of our our strengths is when we have people closing out is attacking closeouts. You know, the one thing that we did in the last game is we went to the foul line 25 times. I think when we go to the foul line uh, and, and Braxton's ducking in where we get, you know, his aggressive duck-ins have, got, have gotten us drives to the basket where we got wide open layups, almost like an offensive lineman, uh, you know, blocking for a running back. Um, and, uh, you know, we just got to keep working on it because he's a threat. And uh, uh, we just got on those opportunities because he's also a willing passer too. I remember talking to Coleman in the Final Four in New Orleans. Were yeah. you on that team? I was not on that team. I came in in uh, uh, 89, 90. Okay. But he was a freshman. That was the national championship yeah. game yeah, against Indiana. But he was, you know, an elite, great hands. You could throw it anywhere and he would go get it. That's that's another. It's, it's always the weak side defender on the three-quarter. Is it also one of those things where with Keon, is there a fine balance because obviously – He's had to really progress his and evolve his game is to be the man, yeah. be the scorer. Yeah. And yet clearly there are opportunities in the post. And yet he's looking for his. When you have two guys that are either open or trying to get their shots, because you know the more shots a guy like Keon can get, the better he's going to be scoring the ball. It seems like a fine balance. I think it is a fine balance because you, all you're doing is you're trying to get your best players the ball in areas where they can operate. And then what happens is, is when you have two, a guy who can, who can uh, create a double team, now are you a willing passer? You know, it was the one thing that we had to get Noah Dickerson better at. He started getting double teams. He started really becoming a good passer, which uh, Dom Green uh, was able to get some open shots. It's really simple uh, in that fact, but um, I don't think it's a challenge. I think it's, you're just trying to get him areas where he can operate, and uh, teams load up, uh, double teams, uh, they come from the top, they come from the passer, they come off the bounce, they come on the gray, uh, which is, means it's like a baseline trap where they take away the middle. So they're getting a, a, a steady diet <laughs> of a lot of different reads and looks. Uh, Keon Brooks probably hasn't been double teamed since he was a senior in high school. Um, and, and Braxton Mee's probably never been double teamed in his life. So it's a learning process in those areas, making reads, making the right passes. It looks like when Brax gets the ball, he's double. I mean, he looks like he is making the right reads, but if the shots aren't falling, it feels like that you're just feeding into the defense, saying, "Okay, well, we're just going to keep packing it yeah. until you." Yeah, yeah. And, you and we, 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 um, yeah. Braxton's been Braxton's has, has developed in, in a good way that way, but we also that's why when we talk about uh, you know dunks, deep postings, being aggressive, using his physicality, keeping him out of while keeping out of foul trouble. As you've seen in every game, as soon as he's off, you know he gets subbed. It's a, it's like a different team. We've had to find ways to, to figure that out. Um, so keeping him on the court uh, uh, early, uh, but also I, I really believe his physicality can open up driving lanes for our guys, where we can take the ball when we're attacking off teams that really help off on that. 
that's where we've got to take advantage of it, not settle for the three unless it's wide open. How, how frustrating has it been as a coach to, you know, you just want the referees to be consistent with what they're doing. The last yeah. couple of games, it feels like different fouls have been called on him. You know, like I know they called an uh, offensive foul on their big, Stanford's big, because he was pushing and trying to get position, mm -hmm. and then Brax did kind of the same thing. But it's not necessarily been a call that's been there all year long. Yeah, it, you know, you you have to be able to adapt. Uh, every every game is a little bit different how they're calling it. The big thing that we can't do is we can't. We've got to be the aggressor at the beginning. We can't. We, 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 and then and then this is how they're going to call it, and let's just call it fair on both ends. But really, you know, seeing how that, you know, the game is going to be called. I've seen uh, guys two hands, one hand wrap around uh, and you just want it to be fair and it's hard it's a hard game those guys are, are big down there and I think sometimes the bigger guy uh, sometimes uh, you're harder on him because he's so big you know I remember Isaiah just fighting down there uh, and it seemed like uh, you know teams are just targeted trying to push him out of the lane it would do whatever they can and uh, let him get away with a little bit more physical play but we've got to adapt to that bottom line and um this just is what it is. Hey, to like that right there, um, uh, your assessment of Jackson Grant this year, um, just uh, what he's played the, the 14 games, yeah. I think he had like seven points and 21 yeah. boards. So yeah. just, um, it feels like he's regressed. Yeah. Has he? You know what? Uh, in fairness to Jackson, he was redshirting. I mean, that's just what it was, the thing that was great about it. And, and Jackson needed a year where he could develop. Um, and Jackson's one of those guys who's really hard on himself. He's got a lot of talent, but he's a really, really hard on himself. And we wanted that for him. We wanted a year of no pressure, body better, uh, go against Frank and Braxton every day in practice, uh, work on a shot, you know, have that year to really develop. And when uh, Frank went down, um, you know, he made uh, – a selfless decision to do whatever he could to help with the team. And so, um, you know, has he played as, as well as he wanted to? No. Has he played as well as we want him? No. But he's a heck of a player that's just trying to find his way. And um, everybody has a different path. And uh, it's been a little up and down for Jackson, especially this year. Um, you know, when anyone comes in and they're the McDonald's All-American. Yeah. That's just a heck of a something when you put on a kid. Just um, how hard is it to live up to that when you come in with, 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 you know, with that? You know, it's hard. Um, I've been doing this for 30 years, and I've seen um, guys, you see a guy like Damian Lillard, who's not rated, be one of the best <laughs> players in the world. You know, it's just a guy... I think the biggest thing is um, everybody has a different road and a different path. And some people put a lot of pressure on themselves. Some t t people embrace the pressure. Um, but it's all about development. And uh, I, I, I think more so with Jackson, um, he hasn't had, um, you know, this year has been a, it's, it's a hard to evaluate because he did the selfless thing, what was best for the program. That's just the bottom line. And, uh, you know. We've always believed in him. That's why we told him that we wanted him to play this year and help the team, but it was going to be his decision. And its I couldn't imagine the amount of pressure. Social media these days, what these kids live with, uh, you put a lot, they put a lot of pressure on themselves. And with uh, another season coming to an end here, I wanted to ask about you. Mm -hmm. um, I, used to, I had a good friend who was a Division One coach, yeah. and he told me he always used to change jobs every five years because he felt 
the fans got tired of him, the players <laughs> got tired of him, the media got tired of him. You're now in year six. Yeah. Do you feel good here? Do you feel wanted? Do you feel like you want to go another five years? Where's your situation? Yeah, listen, I, uh, I love it here. I've always loved it here. I love who I work for. I love who I represent. Uh, do I wish the last couple of years we had better seasons? Did I wish you know things happened another way? Of course, because I want to, my job is not finished because this is a championship level caliber program, and that's what I was hired to do. And so uh, my standards, my expectations, you know, I want to do it for the fans. I know how much Seattle and loves their basketball. I love know how much uh, the alumni and Tyee Club and everybody, how much they believe in this program, and I'm here to lead it. And uh, you know, I know we're, I know, you know, I always say we're so close. We got these young guys and having continuity and all those different things. Um, but uh, like I said, I love it here. I love who I work for. I love who I represent. Um, but I want to, I want to bring a championship here, like we did three, or four years ago. That's the bottom line. The last time you played. Uh Wazoo, 56-51, they take a lot of threes. I mean, that's kind of like their game. I, uh, I forgot how many they took their, their, their game. How, how, what they took, how many in that game? Like, uh, like, in what, what would you have in the last game? Yeah, game? they took threes. Like, yeah, they take the most in the league. They take the most in the league. They're like Stanford in yeah. the sense of the way that they shoot the ball. And, you know, they, they, are, they are playing at a high level right now. Uh, Muhammad Guy is arguably yeah. one of the best players in the league. Yeah, what 17 and 17 he gets like 15 16 rebounds yeah. he's a he's a he's a guy that they can go to in the low post uh, bomba has been really good he, uh, bomba, bomba is averaging i think 20 in the last three games he's shooting the ball exceptionally well they like to get him the ball when the game is tight both those guys and then they have guys all around him that shoot the ball exceptionally well and so um uh, it's going to be a tough a tough task uh, i thought we defended the three point line for the most part well down there um, what hurt us was uh, defensive rebounding and uh, and tur uh, points off turnovers. Even though we only had 10 turnovers, it was a low possession game and they scored 18 points off turnovers. That can't happen. That's that's what we've got to solve. It would seem like their offense is tailor-made for your defense, but but after how your perimeter defense was against yeah. Stanford, yeah. Were, some, were some things exposed there that you're afraid that maybe – I, you know what, we, we have different ways that we can defend. I think any type of defense, if you're pressing, if you're in man, if you're, you know, whatever you're doing, trapping, running, you got to have, you got to have an urgency, you got to have awareness, and you've got to be flying around. That's the bottom line, especially in March when you see, you know, teams that make runs. Their defense plays at a high level. Against Stanford, there, there was moments that wasn't at a high level. We weren't getting back. Uh, we lost awareness with certain guys. Uh, we weren't flying around. We weren't disruptive. We weren't turning teams over. When we're active and we're turning teams over is when we're at our best. Bottom line. Um, senior night, uh, you, you guys will have how um, many seniors? How many do we have? Six. Six. Yeah. Six guys will be walking out there and, and, and doing it. And, uh, um, yeah, always, always like the greatest time of the year, but always the saddest time of the year uh, um, because, you know, guys – you know, they're seniors. I remember when Matisse and those guys last day, it was pretty, pretty rough for, for everyone. Oh, those guys can come back. Oh, they can, yeah. 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 And so, you know, those are all stuff that we'll be dealing with after the season to figure out who and what, where.
Um, other than a like game to win, you guys are locked into the eight nine seed. Mm -hmm. You know who you're going to play yeah. next week. Uh, what's the importance of this game on Thursday? Then? Senior night, home, rival. Are you kidding me? Is there a better game? Is there a better? This is college basketball. This is like. I just wish it was on a Saturday or Sunday, you know, Thursday night. I wish it was that that so, you know, and then, you know, but it's exciting. I'm I'm really excited, and uh, I know the guys are. I know probably Washington State is. This game is a pride game. Uh, it's a pride game. It's um, it's a great game. Um, they're playing well. We've had our moments in the last four or five games, and um, just love the opportunity. And just to confirm it, Jamal is the only one that's. For sure. Yeah, he's the only guy on the on the on the roster that that uh, ha he has to leave. <laughs> hey Jamal, he you play the most games. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> we'll hug him and give him a big hug and hug and kiss. Um, when you when you look at a guy and his body of work over the course of time, yeah. it just feels like maybe at the end of seasons, I don't know, maybe something clicks and it and it finally comes together or. How much of that is, okay, you see what we were trying to do, now you're seeing it work, and how much of it is, oh, if you, you know, if you could have just, if, if the thing would have clicked maybe a little earlier, how, how, how maybe how frustrating or how rewarding think, is that? I, guess? I think at the end of the day, I thought last year we were playing our best basketball at the end of the year, and that's that's what you want to do. You're, you know, you're always searching for that great game, like uh, the game where you know five guys are in double figures and our defense is at a high level and we're sharing the ball and we've got more assist than turnover. You know, all those different things is what the challenge is every day, uh, and what you're 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 trying to uh, improve and get better. And so, you know, sometimes the the toughest part of your schedule is in the middle. Sometimes it's at the end. It all kind of plays out. But um, you know, we're just in that quest to be playing our best game. And we still haven't seen it yet, but hopefully, you know, we're better today in practice. We're better the next day, and then we come out here and we can perform. Bottom line.